Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Elemental Entrepreneurship Podcast, where we discuss the earth, air, fire, water, and spirit elements of building a thriving, successful, heart-centered, creative business and life. I'm your host, Sarah. I'm really glad you're here. Um, I'm just going to jump right into it today. It's just a little solo spiel. Um, this is something I've been thinking about a lot, and I'm going to do my best to try to articulate this concept that has been rattling around in my brain for a few days. It is currently Aquarius season. It is an air season. So in elemental entrepreneurship terms, air is all about your big why, your vision, who you do things for, how you communicate with them. And in business speak, right, in addition to your why and your mission statement and your vision statement and your ideal client avatar and your signature frameworks, right, that all sounds very heady and businessy. But air element is connected to the heart chakra. And I feel like those things, your who, your why, your how, get much more clear when you are working from the heart. And I've been thinking about that a lot. And I've been particularly thinking about how important air element is for fire dominant entrepreneurs. And a lot of my folks, um, are fire dominant. And I think I used to be fire dominant because I think fire dominant is the default mode for gig-based creative hustlers. When you're gig-based, you are always searching for the next gig because the next gig is where the next monies are coming from. Monies is, I was trying to pluralize money because I thought it was funny, but uh, that rhymed. And now I'm completely distracted. ADHD, let's rein it back in. When you are gig-based, you are obsessed with where the next gig is coming from because that is where the next money is coming from. Monies is coming from. You need the monies. You need the gigs. What's the gig? As soon as you get the gig, you're excited. Then you're on the gig and you're like, oh shit, the money from this gig is basically already gone because I used it to pay bills. And now I need to make sure that at the end of this gig, there is a next gig for there to be next money. It's a very forward facing orientation and it can be a little scrambly and a little um, intense, right? That's why it's default is fire. It's all action oriented. It also sets you up so that in your world, when you're working that way, where money comes from is your body being physically present to do the next job. That's where money comes from, right? A money-making activity is me on the gig. So when I was entirely gig-based, you know, I would be teaching at a bunch of different studios and I would be choreographing a musical and I would be choreographing a music video for a local artist. And I would be doing, you know, gigs in bars for 50 to a couple hundred bucks and trying to piecemeal all these different gigs together, constantly 
thinking about like, what's the next thing that's going to bring money in. And always, of course, hoping like, what's the next thing that's going to bring in bigger and better and higher paying gigs. If this resonates for you, and you live like this, you are probably fire dominant. One of the hallmarks of this mode is that you're busy all the time. I just think about how I used to leave my house early in the morning with this gigantic bag that had, you know, multiple meals and snacks and changes of clothes and different kinds of shoes because I was going to go do so many different things during the course of a day. You're busy all the time. You probably feel a little frantic and scrambly about money a lot of the time. And, you know, if you've been doing it a long time, maybe you've gotten kind of good at when you get a really high paying gig, you pocket some of that money away and you put yourself on a salary and you learn how to average out the money because some of the gigs are lower paying or sometimes the gigs have a a break. Um, But it feels very unstable and you feel like you can't stop. There's no way to stop when you're in that kind of hamster wheel. When you transition from being a gig-based creative hustler into being like, I'm going to start a company, what tends to happen is that the way that you relate to your company is the same way that you related to being a self-employed freelance gig-based worker. You're always thinking about what's next. So maybe you you decide, okay, I'm going to go all in on this one offer. I have this idea. I think that I can do this thing well. I'm going to put this offer out. And you launch it. I'm being generous because in truth, you may not actually launch it. You may just announce it and not really understand that there's a difference between announcing and launching. But let's say you do a full launch. You plan it out. You are really consistent. You launch this project. And it doesn't make you a millionaire. Rude. Uh, it doesn't make it so that you don't have to stop working. <laughs> Maybe it doesn't sell at all. Maybe it sells a little bit, but either way, you're not like done. <laughs> and you're like, well, shit, now I'm serving this offer, but what's next? This money's going to run out. And your next move is a gig-based thought pattern move, which is I have to offer something else. And so maybe you start back over at the top and you create a whole new offering and you launch that one. And that one also rudely does not make you a millionaire. And you're like, ugh. okay, so now I'm serving this one, but this money is going to run out. What's going to be next? I have to sell something else. And you come up with another offer. And so you may be in the first couple of years of your business creating marketing and selling lots of different products. And you think that when one doesn't take off like wildfire and put your business on the map, that the problem is that it wasn't the right offer and you're still so focused on what's next. What's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? That's how you think that money's going to come. And you're still probably scrambling and working around the clock because while you're serving the offer you just sold, you're having to come up with another one and plan out where your next monies is going to come from. And when someone says to you, when you're in that mode, 
you need to figure out who it is you're here to serve. You need to figure out your ideal client. You need to figure out your why. You're like, what the fuck are you saying to me right now? That is not the problem. I need to figure out where the next monies is coming from. The thing you're talking about sounds like a nice to have. The thing I'm talking about is a need to have. I don't have time to stop doing what I'm doing to think about that shit that doesn't really put money in my pocket. Now, if this is really resonating for you, you need air. I can say this for sure because I was, I was you. <laughs> I was definitely in that space for a long time. I think it's only recently that I've really realized that air transformed my business, that air transformed my life. Because forever, if you had asked me to do any number of these things, that they just sounded to me like slowing down. They sounded to me like a detour during a time when I was so worried about where my next money was going to come from that slowing down didn't make any sense to me. How's that going to help me? How is this intellectual, what I felt was an intellectual exercise. That's how I related to it. Like you just want me to pause to like fill out this form about my ideal client, but I have to figure out how I'm going to pay rent next month. So this does not, that sounds like something that you do once you have tons of money in the bank, which is the wrong order of things, right? Thinking that once you have money, then you'll be able to slow down and start thinking about the big picture of your business, as opposed to the idea that thinking about the big picture of your business is what's going to allow you to get so clear, so organized, so streamlined that you then are able to generate revenue. But you don't think about it like that when you're caught up in fire. Fire leads to burnout. Excessive fire leads to burnout. We need fire. Fire is really important. We need to be action oriented, but we need to make sure that we're taking the right action. And when you're overly immersed in your fire mode, you're taking action, but some of that action is erratic and it doesn't always benefit the big picture usually because you don't know what the big picture is. You're so focused on what's right in front of you and the next thing to happen that you feel like you don't have time to stop and look at the big picture. That seems like a luxury for another day. It's so paradoxical. It feels so paradoxical when you're in that space where you feel like I have to come up with another offer quickly because I have to figure out money quickly, that the answer is that you have to slow down and that you have to take your eye off of the next prize to think about the long-term vision of the company. In air, we call this ground floor, top floor. When you're a solopreneur, you are both employee of the month and the CEO. When you're fire dominant and you're very immersed in your fire mode, you're spending all of your time being employee of the month and none of your time being the CEO. The company doesn't have a CEO. It's just a rudderless ship. It's just out here doing things. The other thing that happens when you look at air stuff from a fire entrenched 
position is that you look at it from a completely head-based place. And you may engage with concepts like, who am, who's, who am I talking to? Who's my ideal client? Or why am I doing this? Or how should I be communicating through my content and my copy with people? But you're thinking about it uh, from a perspective of like comparison. And I have to do this because it's going to make things successful. So what are other people doing that's successful? What are my peers doing? What's my idol? What does my idol's IG bio say? Um, what are other people who are successfully doing what I'm trying to do in my industry saying? How do they pitch themselves? Um, what do they do with their social media to bring people in? What's on their landing page? You're looking at it completely from an outside in perspective. And that can sometimes cause you to waste a lot of time and effort and money coming up with content and copy that isn't really right. It's not really authentic to you. It feels a little bit off. It might cause you to use a lot of like fancy industry buzzwords because you see other people using them. So you think that that's what people want to hear. Um, you feel like, like copy and content, how you communicate, who you're talking to. These things are boxes you need to check. And you want to do it in the fastest, most efficient way possible. And so obviously the best way to do that is to look at how other people are doing it and, you know, slap something together and get something out. Because really all we're concerned about is how do we bring the cash in? And that ain't it, right? That is air from the most heady place. And when you're combining air and fire, what are they? They're combustible. Air and fire together is a combustible bitch. So <laughs> you a whole combustible bitch. And when you're a whole combustible bitch, you're like frantic, you're panicked. Where's money going to come from? How do we get this out? How do we make this sell? Okay, well, let's update our social media. Let's update our landing page. Let's, you know, put together something that sounds real professional and salesy. And you are overwhelmed and anxious in your thought patterns about these things. You are doubting yourself. You are running in a million different directions. You're thinking, well, maybe we should do it the way this other person's doing it. Maybe we should do it the way this company is doing it. I saw somebody else do it like this. Maybe I should do it like this. This person over here's prices are lower than mine. Are they successful because their prices are lower than mine? You're working all off of the surface level. And it's not sustainable. It contributes to the burnout feeling. But here's the other thing that it does. It causes confusion on the part of your audience and your customers. So now we've got this fire dominant little monkey out here, myself included, little past me. Love you so much. See you out there grinding, trying to get it. Proud of you. Good job. Thanks for getting us here. <laughs> um, we have this little fire dominant baby out here just launching offer after offer after offer and constantly changing up their tone and their voice and their colors and their IG bio and their landing page copy and their mission. 
I'm getting a picture in my mind of like when you're a teenager and you're trying on different identities and social groups and music styles. You're like, I'm a punk rocker now. Now I'm goth. Now I'm preppy. Now I'm right. You're just changing styles and friend groups. Right? Um, I don't know if you did that, but that's a very common teenager thing. And they're very adamant. Like they're like, no, this is who I am now. I'm call me the coolness. That's my new name. No. Okay. You can't give yourself a nickname just in case you didn't know that. Somebody else has to call you the coolness. So when the when your potential customer or your audience like looks at your page or sees your social media and they scroll a little bit, they're like, this person's all over the place. What do they do? I can't figure it out. Like, do they offer this or is it this other thing? Who are they for? What what really is it? Because you're offering so many things and you're changing up what you do and who you talk to so rapidly, um, it's hard for people to get a sense of what your brand really is and what it's about. And the problem is that a confused mind doesn't buy. They just don't. And we think that, uh, I don't know if we think, what, here's what I'll say. It's hard to get people to make buying decisions. It really is because we might want things. I want lots of things, but I don't actually want to spend my money. I don't really ever want to spend my money. I want to spend other people's money and I want to have things, but I don't want to buy things. So if you're trying to get me to make the decision to buy a thing, I need to be clear that I really want or need the thing to open my wallet. And If you give people a moment's pause, a moment's hesitation, a moment's confusion, you have likely just lost the sale. They're going to go where it's clear. They're going to go where they understand what's happening. They're going to go where a business feels established. They're going to go where they feel clearly spoken to and represented and supported I talk in elemental entrepreneurship, um, I believe it's in fire about like being a creepy bodega. It's like you walk into a store and there's like a few products from 10 years ago and then there's mobile phones and then there's canned food and then there's like toy lightsabers. No one's behind the counter. No one comes out to greet you. You're like, what? is this business, this business is a front for something because this can't be real. And you just turn around and walk out, which is very different than walking past a business and being able to tell immediately from the signage, from the displays, there's something in here for me. There's something in this that really appeals to me. And you walk in and you can tell right away what it is this store carries and someone says hi to you and they're friendly and they ask you if you have any questions and they support you in your shopping without being too pushy, you're going to have a very different shopping experience and you're much more likely to buy something because right off the bat, you felt mm, spoken to and you felt supported and you felt secure and you felt clear that like the product you buy from this business isn't going to break the second that you get it out the door. Some of us are giving off weird bodega vibes and we don't mean to, and we don't know it. Um, But if we're just constantly changing what our store sells and we're not clearing old things away 
and we're really inconsistent. And sometimes we help people and sometimes we don't. And we're all over the place. You, we really don't know. We don't know how many people a day are stumbling across our social, taking one look at it and being like, I don't understand. And just going the other way. We're losing money when we're in that mode. We are. We are leaving cash on the table. And it's because we don't want to pause or don't feel like we can pause long enough to clearly orient ourselves in what it is we're trying to build and coming up with a clear plan for how we're going to get there. You can't really hit a moving target. You definitely can't hit a target you haven't defined at all. And you can't outwork a lack of clarity. I'm going to say it again, fire dominant loves of my life. You can't outwork a lack of clarity. You will always be scrambling. It will always be catching up with you. No matter how hard you grind or hustle until you get clear on what it is you're really trying to build, what success means to you, what your vision is, what you're really trying to accomplish with this business, you're going to keep making frantic, erratic moves, overworking and burning yourself out. When you are a gig-based freelancer, money-making activities and the most valuable place you can be is doing the gig, doing the labor. When you're the CEO of a business, the most valuable place for you is in visioning, long-term future visioning, decision-making, and delegating. It is a completely different orientation to work, to realize that the place that you are really most effective, most helpful, the place that no one can um, do what you do in your company is in the vision part, is in deciding where you're headed, deciding whether or not the idea for the next thing really makes sense when compared to the vision for where you see the company going. You can only make those types of strategic decisions if you've taken the time to pause and do the deep inner work to figure out the answers to these questions. Why do I do this? Who do I do it for? What do I really care about? What is the impact I want to have in the world with my work and through this business? What does success mean to me? And how will I know when I've achieved it or when I am achieving it? What is my vision for my company? What is my mission for my company? And answering those questions, not from an intellectual place, not as an exercise, not just so you have them as boxes you can check off on your business plan or put them on your website, but knowing them from your heart. And one of the ways you can tell the difference between whether you're thinking it from your head or knowing it from your heart is that usually when it's coming from the heart, it's very simple and it's very clear 
I can tell you my mission statement right now. I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's on my Instagram. I just want to see everybody I fuck with win. <laughs> That's my mission. That's my whole mission. I want to see the people I fuck with win. That's my why. My why is that I've spent my entire life being surrounded by brilliant, talented, capable people whose work we need, whose work I support, who I think are just so brilliant, so amazing, so talented, and watching them be in their own way, watching them emotionally self-destruct, watching them sideline their own greatness and their own genius because they didn't believe there was a way that they could make money at it. And that breaks my heart. The number of people I've lost to some of those things, really lost (laughs) Um, to the emotional side, to the, the sadness and the depression and the anxiety and the substance abuse and the self-sabotage that can come with being a young, brilliant, talented person who doesn't see a way that you're ever going to be able to do what you want to do in the world and make it work. Um, I've lost a lot of those people. And I think it's pointless. I think it's senseless. I think there's a way that we can make our gifts, skills, and talents profitable. And I think that we can have the type of life, life, lives that we really want to have. I think nothing is impossible. I think nothing's off the table. If you're willing to mm, do the inner and outer work required and get the support that you need, if you can, to get there, which does, it sounds like a simplification, right? And that's how you know it's from the heart. It's simple. Doesn't mean it's easy. Doesn't mean the path is the same for everyone. Doesn't mean there aren't obstacles. But my belief is simple, which is that all of these people deserve to thrive. All of these people deserve to have their work seen and appreciated. All of these people deserve to be profitable, to be happy, to live a purpose-filled life full of work. They love serving people they love. And if there's anything, anything that I can do to help them, that's what I want to do. That's it. That's my mission. Simple. It's simple and it's clear and it's important to me. It gets me out of bed every day. It's not fancy. It doesn't have a bunch of business buzzwords in it. I could dress it up, right? I could slap a bunch of buzzwordy language on it if I wanted to, but that's not me. And it's not important because when I tell you that my goal in this life is to help, is to do anything I can to help see the people I fuck with win, you know what I'm talking about and you know what I mean and you know it's sincere and it doesn't have to be more elaborate than that, especially because you're not figuring this stuff out again so that you can put it on a website and convince other people you're figuring it out because it helps you make decisions. It helps you decide, does this idea that I have fit that goal? Does this product that I want to make serve those people's interests? Does it help them where they are right now? 
I'm being offered an opportunity. Does this opportunity take me closer to what I want to do in the world or farther away? It becomes a North Star that makes leadership so much easier because you know where you're headed. If I didn't know what success looked like for me in my life, which is very different than the vision of success that is uh, promoted in the online business space, uh, it would be really confusing for me and I might be trapped in comparison and stressing myself out. If what success looked like, if I didn't know that success for me has nothing to do with like, having a seven figure coaching business and posting pictures of Birkins and me on yachts, I would be very lost in the sauce right now. But because I know for sure that none of those things are metrics of success for me, doesn't mean they're not for other people. And if they are for other people, that's great. But I know that's not what I want. That's not my personal goal doesn't even mean I don't want a lot of money. It's just, that's not how I would spend it. I'm Taurus. I'm like, I like nice things, but I'm really practical. I know that that handbag is not worth how much money. Anyway, sidebar. That's not my thing. Even as a millionaire, I would still wear onesies and flip-flops all the time because I just want to be comfortable. That's what success looks like to me. Success to me looks like I never have to wear uncomfortable clothing ever again in my life. Um, We all have our own definitions of success, our own goals. And what that is for me is going to be different than what that is for you. And if you're not really clear on what that is for you, you haven't spent time to get very, very clear on what your version of success in your business is going to be, then it can be hard to make decisions about what you should do next or where you should invest money or where you should be putting your time. We don't get clear on these things for any reason other than being able to use them as a GPS, as inner guidance for everything that we do in the day-to-day of our business. And if you are in such a fire expression that your immediate reaction is, I hear you, but I can't slow down long enough to think about that, then you need this. You need air in your life. You need a timeout. You need a nap and a sippy cup and a hug and a blanket. You need a timeout so that you can get into your heart. For me, this is a big part of why I spend so much time at the beach. That's one of the places that I can drop into my heart space and hear my heart the clearest. Away from the city, away from my phone, away from Instagram, with the ocean, with my journal, I can just sit. And that's a really good place for me to ask myself some of these deeper questions and listen for these simple, clear, definitive, frequently very innocent answers that come from my heart space. And maybe notice any judgments that might arise from my head that says, but that's that's not going to work. That's not possible. That's not cool. That's not going to be profitable. And attend to those inner critic fears. Because that's all those are. That's really water work. But that is one thing that pulls us out of our heart. Is our 
inner critic or our judgmental self, our conditioned society voice popping up and saying, "Eh, you can't do that. That's not real. Why not? What if you could? What if you spoke that thing that came from your heart? What if you accepted that about yourself and said, okay, that's really who I am. That's really what I'm about. No, it doesn't look like what other people are doing. Maybe that's how it's supposed to be. Maybe that's how I know it's my lane is because it doesn't look like what other people are doing. Your heart chakra, your heart space is about unconditional, unconditional love, unconditional acceptance. Do we accept our own clear, simple, frequently innocent, heartfelt needs, desires, and truths? Or do we judge them, hush them, tell them they're impossible or not important? Do we take the time to listen for them? What do we hear when we listen? Right? Do, are we really listening? Or are we dismissing, judging, hushing? Air work is not decorative. It's simple, but it's not something we can skip and be successful. And work ethic is great. And effort is great. And action is great. And fire is great. But I will say again, you cannot outwork a lack of clarity. If your goal is not just financial success, but also downtime, time freedom, time with your family, leisure time, enjoying your life while you're living it, enjoying your work while, you do, while you're doing it. It's going to be really hard for you to have those things without clarity on what it is that you're doing and how you're going to do it. So, um, yeah, that's what I have to say right now. I hope that this uh, lands. I hope there's a fire dominant entrepreneur clicking the link in the show notes right now and grabbing air module and getting started on figuring some of these things out for themselves. And I'm telling you, if you've been following me for a while and over the past couple of years, you've really noticed a big shift, really even in the past year, you've noticed a big shift in my branding and my marketing and the way that I'm showing up and how I am on social media and the things that I'm sharing in my work. That's from air. That's from me continually getting more and more clear and direct and heart-centered. That's what that means, heart-centered. I know who my big, big love is for. I know how I want to serve those people. And it really helps to know those things because it allows me to make strategic decisions and say no to anything that's not that. It cut a lot of the franticness out of my work. It cut a lot of the scramble out of my decision-making process. It cut a lot of the comparison out of my decision-making process. It cut a lot of the self-doubt out of my decision-making process. Once I got really clear and heart-focused in my own life and in my work. And I want that for you, especially if you feel like you're so busy, you can't possibly pause to figure out what you're doing. You need this. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, 
that's what I've got for you. Link for air is in the show notes, but you can find it at intuitiveedgecoaching.com. If this resonated, if this landed for you, please feel free to uh, hit me up on Instagram. Let's talk about it. You can DM me at Intuitive Edge Coaching and like, share, subscribe, send this podcast to someone that you think would benefit from it. Um, you leaving reviews and ratings um, really helps me and I appreciate you being here. That's it. That's all I've got for you. Have a great rest of your day. That's our episode for today. Thank you as always for being here and for listening to the podcast. I know there are so many things that you could be doing with your time. So many things you could be listening to. It is an honor that you choose to be here. Connect with me on Instagram at intuitive edge coaching, or join my Facebook group unstuck group to suggest topics or people that you'd like to hear me interview on this show. Have a great day.